my brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard that it is said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go to two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers and sisters only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. This gospel is tough. It's hard. It goes against one of the biggest and weakest part of our humanness. We love to do it. Get revenge. Get even. It's telling us love our enemies. Love the people who hurt us. Don't hurt them, no. Don't seek retribution. Love them. As the responsorial psalms was singing, the Lord is merciful with compassion and slow to anger. I think I'm fast to anger and I'm stingy with compassion and stingy with mercy. I mean, if we're human, we admit that sometimes. We're human. We're imperfect. And we know it's easier to love the people who like us and hard to, to love the people who don't. It's easier to hate them. But the way to holiness, the way to perfection, is to love. It's to love unconditionally, not selectively, but with a godly, universal love that includes forgiveness and includes prayer. It seems impossible, but it is possible. Love, forgive, and pray. It's not easy, but when we have an openness to the reality that we're not doing it alone, it is possible. We need Jesus. We need to have our life centered in Christ. And we need to trust in God and God's grace to guide us.
every time we pray the Our Father. At the 9.30, wasn't it beautiful? The kids just knew this message. You know, I, I just asked them to love, forgive, and pray, and at the end, as I was, they were walking out, they kind of told me. It's simple. But when we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, it's not easy. Now, some of you guys are old. I didn't bring this up with the kids. Do you remember this guy, Father? The Italian guy who used to be on PBS. What is it, Leo Biscaglia? And he had this book, and I was kind of stuck with this last night. I, I, I pulled this book out, and in the book, he mentioned that the Our Father is really the, the depth of loving one another. If we get into just the people who hurt us and trespass against us, if we love them, that's where we start. So his was, was one of his quotes. He said, judge, he actually he said this, it was actually, it's kind of a secular book, but he talks about God in this a lot. He said, it's suggested in almost every holy book, judge not. Try to understand and have empathy. Strengthen with compassion. If you do that, forgiving is easy. It is the forgiver who's freed. See, if we have empathy and we have that compassion and mercy, it's a little easier to forgive. And he ends the quote saying, leave judgment and revenge to heaven. Leave the judgment at the end to heaven. Don't try to do it here. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, judging, holding on to the thoughts of how we think people are, and especially those revenge moments when we just hold grudges and we hold on to it for a long time. Sometimes it takes years. I got a brief story about a, a, a challenge of someone for 20 years had it with them and could not let it go, found out through God's grace that it was able to be let go. So here's the story. Sister Bridget Huss, she wrote a book. She's a local nun here in Boston. Excellent books, Doors to the Sacred. And she talks about a former student, Jerry. Out of the blue, she gets 20 years after he was a student and graduated from her class in high school. He said, I want to meet you for tea and raspberry cream puffs. Jerry broke all the rules in sister's class. A troublemaker. You know the type, always late, pushing the system, always had an excuse for missing the assignments. He was one of the students that she didn't trust a word that he said, always questioned what he was up to. She was always bothered by him, by his disrespect. And Jerry made her angry as a nun and often sad. But sister knew that he had a tough time at home. Mother was struggling, working two jobs to support the three kids. And he dealt with the daily duties of the family alone. And she felt helpless to help him. And a lot of his anger and frustration came out in the classroom. 
she would have loved at that time 20 years ago to chisel away the chip on the shoulder that he had, that he carried deeply. In the early spring of every year, when all the other kids wanted to go to summer vacation, Jerry's thoughts turned to something different. Of all things, he loved to bake. Baking. He loved to do it. And he would bring her many treats, eclairs and strudels and chocolate cupcakes. But in her judgment of him, she would say, in knowing him, she would doubt his honesty and wondered what bakery he got them at. So here he is, 20 years later, calling and wants to meet for tea and cream puffs. So she got together with him, and she was thinking to herself, could time have erased all, all that pain, all that anger she had? Could have erased the chalkboard, as she said in the book. 20 years ago, Jerry admitted to her that he wasn't the student he should be. He was far from perfect, far from perfection. And he told her that he had worked through those less than honorable years and with pride and joy told of her, of his new journey with the culinary arts. And with a profound self-awareness, he said to her, quote, I took my damaged bricks and I constructed something good. I think my life is now solidly built. But to be honest, there is one hole that never seems to be puttied up and keeps my life from being less than perfect. So whether I like it or not, I guess there'll always be work for the master builder. So as the raspberry cream puff melted in her mouth, she marveled at the extraordinary pastry chef that Jerry had become and was sitting before her. The student Jerry had been, had been transformed, had been changed to the person that God wanted him to be. So here's our faith message. Perfection is not as difficult as we think. Alone, it's impossible. With the master builder, it's possible. With Jesus as the center of our lives in every choice we make, we look at life with hope. We look at people who are our enemies, people who we are fast to anger and maybe not show compassion and mercy. When we look at them in a different way and not judge them, they may transform, they may change. The enemies may become friends. I'd like to end with a prayer. And this prayer is from a saint, a recent saint in our church. And next month, it will be 40 years since he was murdered. Oscar Romero is a martyr for our faith. And he was killed while saying Mass as the Archbishop of San Salvador. And here's the prayer. God, 
the master builder of our lives. You alone lay the foundation and complete the work of perfection within us. Nothing we do is complete, which is a way of saying that the kingdom is always lying beyond us. We cannot do everything and there is a sense of liberation and freedom in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, it may be imperfect, but it's a beginning a step along the way. An opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter our lives and just do the rest. Lord, grace us with that understanding that we will accomplish here in this life only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise which is your work. We may never see the end results, but that's the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are the workers, not the master builders. We're the ministers, not the messiahs. We are prophets of a future that is not our own. Lord, you make the impossible seem possible with you and our work to perfection is never ever done. Guide us to love, forgive, and pray.